What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Uh, your thrice weekly podcast where we dissect and talk about the hottest and most buzzworthy news with a touch of what, Terrence? A touch of humor. And thankfully, thankfully, we're back to being able to be a bit more humorous, I think. Right? Yeah, exactly. Thankfully. Exactly. The stuff we're talking about today isn't, I mean, it, it's, it's there's always a serious and a goofy topic. But uh, like yeah. the last one was very somber like, compared to this. Sombers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's it feels like, I mean, that is still a that that whole incident is still a horrible thing. Mm. But now I think what has gripped Singapore's consciousness is the start of Patuha again. July twenty second, which is today, yeah. as we record today. this, is the as first day this. that we have slid back into phase two heightened alert. Otherwise, uh, affectionately known amongst Yalabat, the Yalabat community as Patuha. Patuha, yes. Patuha. I never yeah. thought I would utter those words again. <laughs> but fucking hell, we are back in Patuha. It's like, it's like this. It's like this X that you can't, you just can't like get rid of, right? Yeah, you, that's why. In fact, thought, just a, you never thought you'd be j- back in this relationship again. Huh? Just a mere mention of it on the previous episode. Uh, opened up a Pandora's box of of a of a hailstorm of wrath from our Yalabad listeners saying I jinxed the whole thing. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Please. I mean, ultimately you uh, did like You did. You brought it up. I did like I did. Maybe I did lah. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Fucking patuha. But uh, but, uh, yeah. but before so, we dive into it, any sure. anything you want to plug on our Terrence? Um, I mean half a plug, but also half a general announcement. Uh, I mean we've been. Uh, as you all know, we've been uploading our our podcast onto our YouTube channel. Yalabat is on YouTube as well, uh, mm. and and it was pretty good. You know, we we got a lot of uh, good feedback. People enjoy watching as well, or some people even transit transition to just watching the YouTube videos as well. Um, and yeah, you know, every time we put up uh new ones with Sudhir or other guests, you know, there are uh we're able to do certain things that we can't do on Spotify, like um put timestamps on when people said certain things. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, we always meant this to be sort of a, you know, an experiment to see where, you know, see whether people would be watching the podcast on YouTube. Lah. And, uh, you know, so far, actually what we're seeing is that not a lot of people actually access the podcast through YouTube, mm. right? Even some of mm. our more recent uh, guests like Fakafaz and everything, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not saying that we were just obsessed with the views, but we just want to find the what's the best way to reach you guys, reach the community. And if we find that we're spending a lot of effort on a platform that's not really reaching out or not really valuable to the community, we might actually focus mm-hmm. a bit less attention on that. So yeah. um, I'm actually putting this out there as hoping that people can tell us through Reddit if you're very big, if, if there's a very big reason why you love Yalaba on YouTube and, and to let us know why. Uh, because yeah, mm. you know, we we've been doing it for almost two or three months, and we kind of want to uh, just step back and also see, hey, is it really adding value to the community? Uh? What do you think? Uh? Mm. Yeah, and I mean, whether it's helping us reach people who haven't heard of us or haven't watched us or haven't listened to us yet, lah. Because mm. we are very thankful for our listeners, but but we would also like the community to grow. Yeah, because we, I mean, we we set it up really as because some people told us it's easier for the older generation when you send them a YouTube link, which I which I can I can see the benefits of that. But is that mm. leading to more people, you know, reading or following the podcast regularly? Yeah. yeah. That's a question we it, want answered. Or is that leading to the older people just not getting vaccinated? Because they're <laughs> yeah. too busy watching our Yalabad <laughs> podcast. I need to concentrate on this YouTube video. I cannot yeah, that's go why I, I cannot go vaccinate. <laughs> I cannot go vaccinate myself. Said, Uncle, if you listen on Spotify, <laughs> you can listen to it while getting vaccinated, you know? Cannot. I must watch also. Yeah. You know, I grew up before social media. I must watch the expressions on people's faces. Yeah. And we make all these caricatures of, of older people um, because it actually is very relevant to what we're talking about as well, right? Mm, mm, mm. Which is... Exactly. The fact that um, Ong Yi Kung, our Minister of Health, um, posted something last night at about 11pm on 21st mm. July, just explaining why we are sliding back into Patuha. Mm. And essentially, he did admit that he's received valid queries uh, about why we are going back to Patuha when there was all this talk that we we're going to live with COVID. Mm. 
mm. right? Mm. Um, and why must everyone pay for the mistakes of the people who were uh, irresponsible, uh, meaning the people yeah. in the KTVs. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he did say that he's disappointed with them, but the reason for going back is because of the Jurong Fishery Port Cluster and mm. not the KTV. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say that the biggest risk right now is the fact that the we still have 200,000 elderly folks who have yet to be vaccinated and mm. that is almost that that is the biggest concern of the government la, that if if we don't reach a vaccination rate of more than what 70 percent mm. for them uh right now it's 50 percent uh they are the biggest risk because mm. if you are in that demographic and you fall and you get covid there's a likelihood that you might end up in icu and that would strain our health system la. Mm. so that was the main gist of of what uh, I took away did you take away anything else um I mean that was the post I think uh a few days ago they also put out a statement the multi-ministry task force also put out a statement saying that um none of the KTVs that were that they gave grants to to pivot to FMBs were the KTVs implicated in the list this latest all these latest, uh, you know, uh, COVID clusters. Uh. So mm. essentially what they're saying is that, uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people read that wrongly. Uh, what, what they're saying is that um, uh, KTVs were all basically given a, a free hand to pivot to FMB. And for for those who choose to pivot to FMB, you can additionally apply for a government grant of up to $50,000 to, you know, mm. buy kitchen equipment and stuff like that, lah, right? Uh, yeah. but and so all those people who apply and got that grant, uh, they they are still doing legitimate FMB la. They're not they're not uh one of those implicated in the recent KTV cluster la. So so mm. I think overall what we're seeing is generally um, so I, I don't know if it's downplaying the 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 impact of this KTV cluster, uh, cause there is a lot of angst, a lot of anger towards those people who are caught la, Right. Um, mm. but but really pointing out that yeah, this this these are really it wasn't an oversight of the government to give them FMB licenses or what it was to allow them to survive and it's really the errant ones that that just went ahead and continue and continue doing what they're doing lah. Yeah, because it's mm. interesting you brought up an article that was brought up uh, that was published a few days ago because there was another article on twentieth July that was titled "Daily Enforcement Checks on FNB Outlets Pivoted Nightlife Venues Since October," say Singapore authorities. Because that's one mm. of the things that we spoke about, and a lot of other people were saying, right? You know, if mm. if you you already made the mistake of not um, ensuring the protocols at Changi Airport were. Uh, robust mm. uh, could you not foresee the fact that KTVs could have become a cluster la? Yeah. so yeah apparently the government agencies have been conducting daily checks on on the ones that were uh, licensed and were more open about their operations la. Yeah. so I think it's stuff like that that echoes the sentiment that you mentioned just now la, about mm. hey shit are we are we shifting blame to Jurong Fish Port uh, because the KTVs is too big a gap Mm. Uh, in the in the procedure it's too big a but lapse la, right yeah, too big of, a la- yeah. lapse yeah too big a lapse yeah so, so but, I, I but, think what, what you're saying uh, is, is like yeah la, like like the Changi airport cluster right when that happened yeah. it was so obviously a lapse and it was amazing that nobody was fired or at least we don't know of anyone who was directly fired because of that or what la, right mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah and eh, then we look at this KTV and like eh how come there's this other lapse and then the excuse given by Lawrence Wong literally was that our enforcement is too stretched at this moment, lah, right? So that he literally mm. used those words. Our enforcement, our enforcers about are, the KTVs. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Why, why, why can't oh, you?" Really, yeah. yeah, he said, "Why can't you just catch?" He said, "It's a cat and mouse game. You know, you you catch one, and then there's another one that pops up. They or they run out through a back door or something like that. They have people on the watch, and and so our enforcers are very stretched already, trying to to do everything to catch them and all that, lah. Uh, mm. So so a literal." Yeah, like a literal excuse that oh we're too we're too we have too much work like, basically. <laughs> you mm. know, that has been given for this so called lapse, like, but they want to point out. So that's why the narrative seems to be shifting towards uh it wasn't a KTV that causes that's causing everyone to go back to phase two to you know, it's something out of our control, which is the Indonesian fishermen that came in, uh, the fishing boats that came in through our drunk fisheries. Like. Right, but that one also that one also not confirmed yet, right? Or are, is there enough? I think it's uh, a suspected source, lah, right? Because of the, I think they 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 can check the 
the, 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 the I mean, they have the yeah the Indonesian strain or there's an Indonesian uh strain of the Delta variant or something like that lah. Mm. Mm. So I, I think oh, there is some so there some has been scientific, official official yeah. language. Yeah, some scientific backing of that as well lah. Yeah. I know the Ministry of Health did say that there is no evidence of COVID-19 transmission through contaminated fish. Yeah. That one they have verified. <laughs> it has they not been to. through the fish. Yeah, okay. correct, correct. Um, but yeah, well, well, overall, what what, uh, what do you think uh, of, of, of all these things that have transpired since? Um, I mean, I guess the biggest thing for me is the the elderly people not being vaccinated. Lah. Because, okay, so mm. there's one thing about the whether it's KTV or whether it's the Jurong Port, right? Mm. Um, then there's one thing about um, why, uh, you know, there's this unvaccinated uh, seniors mm. and how come suddenly that is a big thing when everything we've been being told is like, you know, once we reach... Uh, I think the goal was three quarters of the population to be vaccinated. No, two thirds of the population mm. to be vaccinated by NDP, right? Yep, yep, correct. Which is 9th August. Then suddenly there's this thing about 200,000 unvaccinated seniors. Mm. So I think it it just feels like uh, that's why I can see some of the ministers being called like uh, uh, Prata, Prata, Prata Flipper, Flip, flip Flip-Floppings on, mm. on like Reddit and Hardware Zone because it feels like there's always something new. Like this two hundred thousand dollar two hundred what two hundred thousand dollar fucking two hundred thousand unvaccinated seniors. Uh there we we there has been talk of the vaccination rate among seniors being low. Mm. But the fact that it was a KPI or a sole determiner of whether or not we open up, that feels new to me. Uh the two hundred thousand? Yeah, as in because you know previously it was okay, the number of community cases. If we reach like fifty, sixty cases yeah. before vaccination started it's circuit breaker already right yeah, yeah, yeah. um right. so that then we move away from that number to to okay maybe the threshold was higher and it always felt like okay if the case numbers are high then the decision will be made from there lah. then vaccination started so then the threshold started getting higher because yeah. previously i think 100 plus is like fucking locked down to the max really lah. Mm-hmm. then all of a sudden this new number comes in yeah. and then that becomes the the rationale to lockdown line. I think that yeah. is the thing that feels new. Correct, correct. I mean, the seniors, and you ask yourself why the seniors are such a important group, right? And then I, th- I think I saw on Reddit a couple of funny comments. They say they, they need to keep them alive until the next general election. Next election. <laughs> yeah, that's no, because otherwise, otherwise, without them also, then Singapore will be ready for a new uh, minority PM. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, only, it's only with them that we are not ready. They're holding the fort. Right? They're holding the fort. Holding the fort, yeah. yeah keeping the, 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 the SJWs on the other side of the fort. Uh. Uh, but, yeah. No, but jokes aside, I mean, um, okay, let, let, let's put aside all this politics stuff, lah. But why they want to keep, why they want to keep seniors alive? Like, I mean, nobody wants to see your, you know, Singapore aging population. No, nobody wants to see our seniors all, all pink sun yeah. and everything, lah. Right. But uh, yeah, I also yeah. am thinking because this is very reminiscent of the, you know, when when Singaporean guys you go to army, especially in BMT. There's always the one guy who fucks up something uh, and doesn't bring his mm. his rifle down from the bunk or something. <laughs> yeah. Then everybody else in the platoon has to get in a push-up position and wait for him while he goes up to get his rifle. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, exactly, in some exactly. way, maybe Patuha is our is our platoon punishment uh, because of that one fella, uh, right? Those, those fuckers mm. who don't want to get uh, vaccinated and they want to just irritate everyone until we like, like force them to go and do it. Uh, because... Ultimately, you you don't want to be seen as like uh this this domineering uh autocrat uh, you know dictatorship where everyone's forced to go and get a vaccine because because you know it's it's just a very it seems very terrible like if you force people to go and get like uh vaccinations yeah. uh, right um yeah. but but you want to tekan the whole population until to the point where everyone's like if you say you never get a vaccine everyone just looks at you like fucking like fuck you and like really want to beat you oh. up and that kind of feeling. Right. So so you're saying that they're playing like the long term indirect eh hey, fuck yeah, that yeah. is that <laughs> exactly. is some some evil but genius shit, man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah like it, in the army. Even, yeah, I mean, no, I'm sorry, just just to finish even yeah. like to the point where they have mobile vaccination. Like imagine your your son your son or what, like he really to land with you already, then he just say, Please come to my house now and vaccinate my father and then they would destroy it right at your door. You don't even need to walk yeah, to the community center. They have that, right? They have that. 
So that's how hard core it is to get the old the old people vaccinated already. Yeah. No, yeah, because I mean, like, just for people who are not aware, the the group of over seventies was the first group to get priority to sign up for vaccinations, right? Yeah, correct, correct. And that happened back in when, like, fucking February. April? Oh, was it February? Yeah, yeah. April. No, 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 no. I think, um, no, I think you're right, lah. Somewhere in April or what, uh. April, yeah. But basically, yeah, Q one, Q two, lah, early Q two, lah, right? February, then, February, uh, yeah. Oh, February, February, oh, shit, February, right? I think, yeah. And then, and then now, basically, if you want to, you can walk into any vaccination center and get vaccinated on the spot without even pre-booking. Yeah. You basically got, it's like a club, you just go into the VIP section, no need to book open table, no need to yeah. put down name, no need to book make reservation. Yeah, and then yeah, now yeah. with this mobile vaccine thing, and then we've also seen the politicians make videos in all the four national languages talking yeah. to seniors. Correct, correct. And then so with, maybe, Zoite, with Zoite and, uh, and all of them featured in the videos as well, uh. Uh, so me actually fuck man that is a genius political move because now they're saying okay and, and I agree like, because you know like um, on Reddit also some people are saying you know for the longest time we have given up our freedoms mm. in Singapore you live in Singapore you get peace in exchange for some freedom you give up mm. why all of a sudden the government wants to give us the freedom to choose whether to get vaccinated now or not why not just mm. mandate it for everyone and people are saying that yeah like, I mean once you are okay with them mandating something on a certain demographic of people, mm. you have to accept that at some point, I know it's a slippery slope argument, I know I can feel the hair on the back of your neck like rising up, but I do agree that that you have to be comfortable if they want to ever um, mandate something on your demographic. La. Correct, correct. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, then, then I think, yeah, going down that path and... Recently also, there was a lot of controversy that the French uh, President Emmanuel Macron got for a quote that he said, mm. which has been proven to not actually be true. Mm. Do, you, do, do you know there was a whole kind of backlash no, um, I, I not against him? Me. Yeah, so I mean, there was something that came out in the news um, where, what did he say? Uh? He, he basically said something along the lines of... Um, there was one tweet that another journalist said in Italian, but it was attributed to Macron falsely. And it was, I no longer have any intention of sacrificing my life, my time, my freedom, and the adolescence of my daughters, as well as their right to study properly for those who refuse to be vaccinated. This time you stay at home, not us. Mm. That was attributed to Macron. And it went fucking viral on Twitter because people mm. are saying, yo, we know you're hardline, but you can't be this hardline. Mm. So if the Singapore government were to do this, it it wouldn't be good. And, and in some way, it is a bit, too much of a of a hammer. So now what you're saying is you're yeah. playing this game which all of them probably have been through because all of them fucking were like in army for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. All of them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were like, guys, remember what we used to do th- 20 years ago? <laughs> Last time we do to one platoon. Yeah. Now we do to one country. country. Then all of them stand up and like clap. Yeah. Fucking good idea, bro. Yeah. Fucking good idea. This is the equivalent. Yeah, la, the equivalent <laughs> is everyone run and touch the tree and come back, and then you you stay here, you stay, you stand here and watch. You watch your platoon. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then imagine like in, the, in the, what normally happens after that, the whole platoon will fuck up this one guy. You're like, yeah. hey, you don't fuck it up for us. Yeah. And it it makes that person feel super guilty so that they not they don't fuck it up. La. So mm. in this way, it's almost outsourcing the pressuring of seniors mm. to the people around them, which is exactly. Wow. Yeah, political mover. I mean, but but you know, uh, yeah, businesses suffering like crazy. I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of artists, a lot of uh, personal trainers, uh, people people who own and run FMB uh, restaurants, all very unhappy, lah. Yeah, yeah, unhappy and rightly so, lah. Because like, let's say uh, even my girlfriend, she's in the um, uh, personal training, like like fitness uh, industry, lah. Mm. And the amount of times her studio has had to regroup and figure out a plan forward right it's mm. fucking insane man and mm. and you can imagine like uh yeah fnb outlets um gyms and there have been many articles uh of of owners and you know, all saying why are they being penalized mm. for errors by the ktv and the jurong port and all that like. yeah yeah so i I, th- mm. I think um when you say errors like right you know why are we being penalized for as the, i mean and just to put in like layman parlance you know some some old man cock itchy and then they go and do some stupid shit. So I think the narrative of the PR side of the of the multi-ministry task force is trying to move away from the KTV being the being blamed for this uh phase two A 
They're, they're trying mm. to say that it was really something out of our control, la, you know. I mean, you you would accept that uh, we need to have Indonesian ships coming in with their fish and everything. So if the virus came through there, uh, yeah, la, it, it, it's 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 just what we have to do, la, right? It, it's just it's just part of living with COVID as well. Um, and, this, in, and, and these snap shutdowns are just part of COVID, la, you know. But sorry, you were saying but what? There there was another comment saying that if you're in F&B or any industry where you are interfacing with a lot of different people like construction and all, you are subjected to mandatory tests every few weeks. Mm. So how come this wasn't mandated at the fishery? Mm. Which is a valid question. Uh, I mean, we've been to this, uh, I think the Sunoco, the Sunoco fishing port before, right? (laughs) And uh, I mean, this was years ago and all, but I remember we just... When and then we just and then anybody could walk in lah, right? And and uh, you you just needed to exchange your IC at the door or something like that. And then but can you, you can you explain in. why we were there? It's not yeah. we go there to hang out or something No, no we <laughs> were there specifically for uh, to record a, a one scene for a a very viral video that we produced many many years ago. You know, those who, of you who know us as Ministry of Funny, the YouTube channel, uh, you would, mm. you might remember called the what was it called uh? The round trip. Uh, traveling the world on a budget. Yeah, traveling the world on a budget. Yeah, it's a very, mm. one of our more uh, well-received well, well received videos that we produced like four, five years ago. And uh, one, one particular scene, very short scene, just required us to film at Sunoco early in the morning at 3 or 4 a.m. Uh, and I was, mm. I, was, I was then blown away by the, you know, how, how what the activity there and the number of fish that we have in our uh, ports and stuff like that. La. Right? Yeah. Remember? And I mean, the scene we filmed was meant to portray that You're fishery giving away. at like the... You're giving oh, away. Uh, Some people haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, just, just forget what I said. Forget what I said. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> But alert, essentially, uh. yeah, it's a fucking hectic uh, fishery where mm. there's so much bustling action. Mm. And I mean, I can't remember which politician did say or what, it was in some article that said that chances are in a place like that, which is very humid, mm. where there is a lot of manual labor, mm. y- you can assume there will be some mask off activities being yep. done by people who are working their asses off. Don't like. say mask off. I think a lot of people are shirts off also, like, right? Basically. Yeah, mask off, shirts, shirts off. off. Uh, and then like, yeah. I remember I was wearing like a very nice pair of shoes and then like someone threw some fish on the floor and then my shoes were destroyed. They smelled like fish after that already, you know? Forever, mm. yeah. poor but you, I mean, uh, poor yeah, you, poor you, <laughs> 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 poor you. No, but but it's not. This is something that it's a very beautiful experience that, as a Singaporean, you rarely you rarely ever experience. You see, you, and we had to go at four a.m. Right? Yeah, four a.m. So it was really like oh, that kind of like wow, fuck! Like I'm waking up to shoot this one scene for a video. Do I really want to? Maybe I should call Harish and tell him I'm sick. I had that kind of feeling. Huh? During, yeah, during, literally. But, yeah, but it came out that well. <laughs> but anyway, the, the the point is that you know, it's just. It's very hard, lah. Very hard to control the the spread in a fishery. And after, subsequently, when once it gets to the markets, uh, is there's doubly hard because you know in the market everyone's like scrambling to pick food and uh, there's a lot. Of, uh, I mean, not not direct face to face contact or anything like that, but at least you all touch the same foods and all that, and that kind of thing, lah. Right. And I mean, the, the market is literally the heartlands, lah. You can argue mm. KTV is okay, a certain demographic of people, mm. right? Mm. Then last time Changi Airport also a certain group of people. Mm. Uh, whereas these wet markets and cooked food uh, center, like um, so many things like Shunfu Mart, Red yeah. Hill Market, yeah, Tiong Baru Market is yeah. all around Singapore. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, the funny thing is, like, I think Ong Yi Kung himself said that there. The, the Jurong Fishery Port and the KTV clusters are linked. Mm. But it was clarified that it was linked only in the sense that one of the people who worked at Jurong Port uh, apparently went to a KTV mm. uh, before la, mm. uh, in, the, in the recent weeks. But it could not be attributed whether he was the, one, was the person who spread it. La. Yeah, that's why it's quite interesting. So, it's so interesting that they are so definitively shutting down any talk that uh, the KTV is causing the the slide to Patuha, la, right? Yeah. Uh, but but I mean, maybe they have their methods or information that they haven't made public of tracing back. La. So, so I, I, you know, we, we can't comment much further, but just just based on what we're seeing on the ground, uh, this is what we feel about it. La. But one more thing that I, th- I thought was uh, was pretty interesting was like, I, th- I think Ong Yi Kung was saying that they're asking GPs to like call up, uh, you know, their, their regular the old people that they treat and, and remind them to go and get the vaccine because 
apparently that there's much more effective way of reaching old people. And I'm like, really? Like, let's, does your GP or anything like call you to remind you to to do shit? Um, no. No, right? I mean, but I don't think I, I don't think I ever had any calls on the GP reminding me to do anything. Uh. But maybe the assumption is that older people generally go to GPs more often or like... No, I think in some sense, you can imagine how GPs are probably a source that maybe seniors trust more than politicians mm. or than the, the Professor Lai, who's the infectious diseases expert. Because mm. they, like we haven't spoken about this, but there have been quite a few articles and interviews done with seniors about why mm. they don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. And it's a whole range of things. Like One is, um, literally, they said, um, I, I'm already sick here, sick there. Why yeah. would I want to make myself even more uncomfortable yeah. if there's a chance I could have some th- some sort of long-term side effects? Yeah. Some people say that the mRNA uh, vaccines, which is for Pfizer and mm. Moderna, are new technology that only just got approved, which is why they're holding out for Sinovac. Mm. Then some are religious, very religious. And I personally know of at least one individual in that group who is super religious and mm. does not want to get vaccinated. Well, what was um, it to do with the... Oh, it's just nothing foreign in the body, is it? Or something like that? No, as in like, like it's God's will. You know, oh, it's God's will. Why do you need a vaccine? Then, but um, and that the, one is very hard to argue. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to argue. But it's the I mean, every day you drink coffee, that's, you're taking a drug already, right? I right. mean, okay, I'll pass you the contact details of that person <laughs> and then you can try. Yeah. I no mean, logic, I eh? know, I, I know someone also who took the first dose, but the mm. second dose don't want. Because mm. some of his friends felt the the symptoms. Effects, yeah. I saw yeah. something on Reddit that was a pretty good suggestion. Uh. They should get all these people who don't want to get vaccine rather than all those people who got vaccinated get a vaccine passport, right? We get all those who don't want to get vaccinated. Don't want. Uh. Not, not they, they cannot, but don't want. We should get them to sign a form that if you die, you die. Like literally, if you get COVID, like we will not resuscitate you. We will not help you at all. We will not spend any of our of our national resources to try and keep you alive. We'll let you die in your bed. <laughs> mm. I thought, oh, okay. but you think that's a pretty, that's a pretty interesting, interesting thing. <laughs> you like. think that will change, change the perspective of the senior citizens? I don't think so. Eh. No, not change the perspective, okay, but, they, but let them hold them. And, I mean, put their money where their mouth is. Ah. They say, oh, yeah, I saw already if I die, I die. Lah, but I don't know the long-term effects. The long-term effects also, if, if something wrong, you also die. Right? What's the difference, right? You know, no, I tell you what's, you know what's the best thing? You take away their WhatsApp and Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's torturous. I mean, uh. yeah. yeah, that's why. <laughs> I yeah. tell you, if you take away say my mom's WhatsApp and Facebook, ah, uh, well, I think she'll be like just, it uh, should be aimless, lah. Mm, mm. Actually, yeah, I mean, it, it basically, I think the thing about death, I think if you think about climate change, one reason mm. why climate change is so difficult to get everyone on board is because the negative effects, the true impact is only going to be seen years into the future. Mm-hmm. If you're a senior citizen, most people, I think they don't think they're going to die next week. Like. They might think they're going to die next year, two years. Mm-hmm. And I think for stuff like that, it's easy to put off. But you tell them like, you know, you can't meet your friends uh, at the RC or something. All these these mm-hmm. activities and 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 uh, all you, you can't do. Or maybe... Just like the, the, I'm sure everyone has thought about this, you know, vouchers, mm, food mm, vouchers and yeah, all that. Yeah. I saw some people pushing back against that idea on Reddit saying, you know, it sets a dangerous precedent. But fuck it, man. No. Yeah. You know, slippery slope. Just go down the slippery slope. This is a slope I don't mind going down. Yeah. I mean, Fucking give. Give vouchers. Give NTUC. Give. We are materialistic. We don't want to be materialistic, but right now we are. Like, yeah, this fuck, is it, a fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just. just Play to whatever works the best, la. I mean, you, yeah. you you win the you win the battle today, la, Right? I mean, the the longer yeah. war, okay, la, Over time, but at least you have you have still have time to course correct later. But now is the issue, la, Right? Yeah, exactly. And like, there's you can either use the carrot, use the stick. Like right now, what's the stick? There's no stick, la, Right? There's no stick. Yet, um, yeah. the carrot, the carrot doesn't feel sweet enough. Yeah, gotta yeah, give yeah. them like a nice juicy rambutan, no? Yeah. Just give them some rambutans. And I know I say them as though it's a, oh, it's us against them. Mm. But I mean, we are talking about a group of people that are not us, la, like people yeah. above 70. Yeah. And not to generalize, a yeah. lot of them are, have done their part, but it's right. the people who hold out. La. And one article I read, there's a 71-year-old guy who's an MD of a maritime company. Mm. And he also feels he's holding out because he said he doesn't feel he needs the vaccine. Mm. And yeah, so so it just feels like wow, like um, how to convince these people? So 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 it, 
it's 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 interesting like what's gonna what's gonna happen now about this number i think ongi mm. kung said we are at 50% now and every day for the next few weeks we're going to increase by one percentage point in terms mm. of the vaccination numbers lah yeah 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 i mean uh, yeah it's 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 not easy but uh i guess in hindsight maybe the better thing was to, to be just uh, give it to people who really wanted it first lah right you know and, and give what the, the vaccination lah you know i think they they prioritize in order of like the vulnerability of the mm. of the population and uh probably the take up was slower for the older people that's why it seemed like it, it seemed like f- it took forever before before younger people were allowed to to take the vaccination all right it was, mm. I, I was quite surprised that uh, even for my age group to, which is the towards the older end of the whole so-called young group really la, I was like yeah I, I mean I have I have family and you know like if I get infected there's at least two or three other people that will get infected and all that it's quite it's mm. quite uh quite pressing lah you know to to for for someone my age also to get vaccinated but it took them long lah yeah but it's like the airplane lah you know like you will let the vulnerable go out first if it's crashing right you will no, okay, let who families, really wants to go out families, first you let families really? with young children also go out first right yeah lah young young children young children vulnerable right? yeah yeah so oh, I mean? I have young children right so I should as a family as in you know I should also have had priority lah that's what I'm saying lah. Uh, oh, like, like a plane, yeah, exactly like, like a plane. You know, <laughs> young people and families with young children should have priority. But anyway, that is true, la. Yeah, that is true. But that brings us to, uh, I'm mean, actually a very related topic. Also, la. it's not, it's not our, very, very. Related. So, so the segue that kind of just it, it just goes by itself, la. And and we're talking about the NDP celebrations, there's supposed to be a milestone that we hit two-thirds two third of our population getting vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. And then are we, so the big question here is, are we going to be celebrating that milestone in person at the NDP parade or should we cancel NDP? Because there is now a petition going around uh, asking for NDP to be cancelled. And this petition that was started, I believe, one or two days ago that initially just asked for 5,000 signatures. Can you guess, Terence? Mm. Now it is 4.07pm mm. on 22nd July. Yeah. Uh, within a span of two days, how many people have signed this petition? Mm, 20,000? 33,752. Uh, 33,000. Holy shit, man. 33,000. And I mean, in some way, it really shows the power of petitions because now there are articles on all the major newspapers talking about um, mm. yeah, like what's going to happen with, with the NDP. Um, and I think the latest yeah. news is that there will be... Mindev is reviewing the scale of the National Day Parade and COVID-19 measures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they mentioned on the tw- Tuesday, July 20th. Actually, no. Don't, maybe that wasn't maybe that wasn't caused by the petition. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, so I think it was just me, mentioned think... as part of the whole multi-ministry task force thing, uh, the, the petition, mm, the MTF the petitions in Singapore. Unfortunately, we there's no there's no nothing in Singapore that says that oh, if there's a petition that has more than whatever signatures, it must be debated in Parliament. There's nothing like that, lah. So that is true. Petition just is. A, I think if I'm, if I'm not wrong, last year. There was a petition with 115,000 signatures for a similar thing also to, to, mm. to cut down, uh, you know, the expenditure and, uh, and all that NDP. But, you know, it still happened, the NDP. And, and, and yeah. uh, to its credit, I, I felt like, oh, okay, la, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was done, uh, it was a closed door thing, right? The only thing that was, a, la, right? yeah, there was a mobile column and, 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 and they, they sort of spaced out all the, the firework celebrations in each estate, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so what do you think of this cancelling of Singapore's most important day of the year, the National Day Parade? Yeah, so I mean, part of me is like, okay, just to, to recap, um, it, mm. I think on June 28, uh, Defence Minister Ng Eng Han said that the NDP will carry on at the Marina Bay floating platform mm. and it there will be participants there. I think a mm. thousand plus or something. Uh, there will be things in the heartlands, but it will, it will be a physical parade with uh, attendees and participants. Mm. And since then, I think we have all likely seen some aspect of um, rehearsals that have been ongoing. Mm. Right? right. So in this case, I feel like, wow, like if they don't cancel it, right, mm. it, 
I would find it w- weird lah. Weird lah. Why weird lah? I mean, but it is the most important day of the year. It's it's like, it's. I mean, we celebrate like our independence and everything lah. Yeah, I mean, not to not to say that they cancel the parade. I'm just saying maybe the participants, mm. uh, that should not be part of it lah. Because, okay. uh, I mean, I know uh, Lawrence Wong said, and I quote, National Day is an important national event, especially mm. that it is not just any other occasion. So as not, of now, we do intend to continue with a National Day parade. Yeah. I think definitely continue with a parade. Mm. But if you're still having the physical component to it, um, feels like, well, then it would be a bit inconsistent lah. But I think, isn't be- that what we're talking about? Like, like there must be a physical component to it. Or if not, it's not a parade, right? No, but go back to what it was last year lah. Oh, just performances on the stage lah. Yeah, because, because Ong Yi Kung also said during the MTF um, a press conference that mm. one reason why we need to go back to Petuha is because, yes, there are a lot of people who are vaccinated, but people who are vaccinated can still be asymptomatic carriers of the disease, which means they can mm. still pass it on. Correct. Which is why their movement needs to be restricted. And if you look, I think it was Dick Lee who first posted photos of um, the Marina Bay area during rehearsals. And mm. it's fucking packed with people, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's back to shit. Yeah. So so it just feels like well, um I if okay, if I was a F and B establishment or a gym or someone who had to close down, mm. uh even though like let's say F and B like I think one one case or in uh, point that they are bringing up is that there hasn't been any cluster in a restaurant, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So and yet they're being penalized. Mm. And if I were to see this NDP thing still go on, then Wow, it, it would be tough to stomach lah. But yeah. that's my initial thought. Yeah. What about you? Uh? Uh, I mean, in all in all transparency, I actually signed the petition also. Uh. Mm. I signed the petition uh, earlier on, not when it was so as big as it is now lah. Uh, before it became cool lah, is it? Before, before it, it became, became cool, cool yeah. Right? Because, um, yeah, there's something about, about a physical, having the physical parade that's still doesn't jive with the spirit of what they're asking everyone else to sacrifice and do. And 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 I'm talking not just about F and B operators, but just like in general, like ourselves, you know, like like for me having a a kid, I had to when I, when I went to even dine in at a restaurant that day, I was I had to sit alone outside outside the restaurant with my dogs while my wife and my kid were sitting inside. Because we just <laughs> I know it's, it sounds very sad, lah, but yeah, it's just the way it is. Lah. I had to be separated from my own family, lah, you know? Mm. And then, you know, all these little little things, uh, like a family can't eat together at the same table. Uh, your grandparents can't come visit kids. Um, yeah, it's hard to get help. It's hard to get people to even just come to your house to help, you know, give, give some home-based learning for your child and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, everyone is, is making some form of sacrifice for the sake of uh you know for the sake of their own safety but also to see to see covid through like right? see through the whole time of covid uh, mm. and then doubly worse for those people fmb operators who you know like to them the, the everything is like flip flop like prata like that already and then you tell them bopian you know you have to you have you have to buck up you have to your nightlife business association you all have to buck up also you know keep the other members in check and stuff like that and I think the icing on the cake to me la, was during the the multi-ministry press conference when Lawrence Wong, when they asked him why wasn't more enforcement carried out on KTV operations, right? Knowing that a lot of vice happens at KTVs and all that, right? Mm. Uh, and Lawrence Wong basically said, uh, they're stretched. La. They're stretched. Our law enforcement is stretched. It's a cat and mouse mm. game. It's very hard. You, you know, you catch one, then another one... F- runs out through the back door and you know your enforcement is stretched. Uh. Then I'm thinking, okay, if you know, it's a bit like, you know, when when you are when you're a manager or a boss and then someone tells you, boss, I, I cannot, I cannot already, I cannot, I'm very, very tired. I'm very, very tired already, like, right? The mm. I really cannot take on so many responsibilities. Well what's the first thing you do? The first thing you do is sit down and review what this person's responsibilities are, like, right? And maybe yeah. you remove the most useless ones that you ask them to to do, like, right? Like like yeah. maybe like oh maybe don't need to have everyday check in or anything like that like, things like that right we do it once yeah. a week. Then I was thinking okay so for the poor law enforcement buddies, 
they're so tired, so stretched, so busy. What is the one most pointless thing that they have to do every single year that probably takes up a lot <laughs> of their time? Hmm. The one <laughs> thing <laughs> on the calendar. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and it struck me like, our National Day Parade, dude. National Day Parade is like, yeah. what the fuck is that about? Like, at the end of the day, I, I've been there. I've done that. You know, I've done ushering and all that during NDP as a as a soldier. And I, I it, was, it was, yeah, I, I, you know, beyond a certain point, it's like, it's a huge operation that requires a lot of manpower. La. And if I was, mm. if our enforcers are so stretched, they, they, they can't even do their day-to-day job, which is literally to, to catch, you know, like illegal operations or KTVs and stuff like that, right? Which are literally yeah. affecting the health of our population and all that, right? Then, mm. in the spirit of like, you, you say they're stretched, but you still want them to, to, to take care of NDP for you. Doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So, exactly, because like what you say, like, you know, the thing about um, people having to adapt and all, and because part of me was like, okay, you know, they have a lot of there are businesses involved in this also who if if their services are no longer required, if the scope changes, they will suffer. But then, if you read articles about fishmongers or like seafood stall owners, right, mm. who literally found out on the day uh, of that they had to close down. I mm. think some even say within these enforcement officers came down, within 10 minutes they had to close down and they yeah. lost thousands of dollars worth of seafood. Yeah. Um, it feels yeah everybody is adapting and mm. if the NDP committee and all, you have to adapt, Sorry, man. You yeah. have to adapt. Yeah, exactly. So I you don't have- like, I don't like that. There's one set of rules for people, and then one set of rules for for the government saying the NDP is very important to us and must yeah. must do it, lah. And, and this it's is coming, important to you. <laughs> this is coming from someone who I, I love the firework display. I if anything stays from NDP, I think fireworks. Uh, nice, especially when they're distributed across the island. Uh. That's why I actually yeah, yeah. was very surprised last year that I was, actually this is so much more awesome that you know at, at any vantage point across the island, various vantage points across the island, you would be able to see yeah. at least one. Uh, hopefully, um, you yeah. know whether you're on, on top of a building or on top of a hill or or, or whatever lah. So so, so the, I liked that communal aspect of it lah. But when you tell me that everybody must get together like thousands of people must must get together police must be deployed you know army people must be deployed then they must all be then they will they will inevitably be in close proximity la, right yeah. uh, then I feel that's that's not right la. there's something there's something wrong you're telling people to do one thing but you yourself you give yourself some a special a special pass la. yeah and I mean I guess both of us are not saying cancel the national day parade mm-hmm. you know just just adapt and have mm. a parade that is more in line with everything else that a lot of people are having to adapt with. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, so so just like, but maybe maybe in their eyes, maybe they they were really planning some sort of spectacular thing because I only found out today when researching for this episode mm. that there will be no public ballot, there was, there was no public balloting for the tickets and mm. they were given to frontline workers and essential uh, workers. Mm. Correct. Do you know that? Yeah, I knew the that. Tickets, I knew that. Part of me was like, hey, fuck, if I'm a frontliner, right, I just want to relax on that day. You know, mm. give me a ticket to a spa. Yeah. Or give me a ticket to... A spa to closed, bro. <laughs> spa is closed, bro. NDP is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as good as so, it gets, really. Yeah, so so that's where it's like, huh? And also, like, you know, the, the adapting of, mm. of the um, NDP. I mean, uh, like, no, what, what I was saying is that maybe, do you, is there no merit to mm. seeing like, you know, S- Singapore come together during this event and show that, you know what, we can have groups of people come together without it becoming a cluster. Is there no merit to that? Because even yeah. in the UK, yeah. they just lifted restrictions earlier last week. They mm. used to have tests of concerts yeah. where they're right, like, okay, right. go in unmasked, everyone vaccinated, we will see what happens. Mm. Is that not uh, not something to think about? Uh, no, it, it is something to think about. Like, uh, you're just seeing live sports, you know, already resume in the US and all that. Uh, it makes mm. me wonder, yeah, how come in Singapore we're not doing the same? But but I recognize every time the multi ministry task force explains that Singapore is doing its own way of it, la. And I actually think Singapore's way of doing it, the direction is correct, la. So I I find it very, very odd that why why they keep doing the you know 
uh, why they keep insisting on National Day Parade when honestly it's like the, the general direction of what you guys are doing is correct but there's always these like these these like uh, sort of uh, distractions on the side and, and I mean National Day Parade I mean the parade itself yeah it, it, I, I think it, it's it's not what everyone make, is making it out to be like if you can't if you can't be present anyway most people watch it on TV so I, I think the fireworks and maybe like the you know the 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 flight the the what do you call it uh, the the display of the airplanes and all that I think that's pretty pretty awesome uh, that everyone across the island at some more or less can be able to see that uh, right but mm. but all the other stuff like the wearing the wearing the flowery clothes and dancing together and all that and then making formations I think that 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 stuff um yeah it's it's just putting people in unnecessary risk oh, you know yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. It's unnecessary risk. I think the good thing about the UK was it was still a concert where people buy tickets to and it almost felt like this is something that people really want. Mm. Whereas the NDP, I don't know, it feels like, are, are we, like, I mean, I like the fireworks and all, but mm. the way, you know, Lawrence was Lawrence was saying, this is not like any other day. It is an important day. And, yeah. and nowadays I walk down also, I see like flags on, on every two meters, one flag, which yeah. makes me just dislike it even more. Mm. I really love Singapore. Yeah. Uh, as much as I criticize it, I love Singapore. Mm. But seeing those flags, is like, is there some sort of disconnect between how much the people within the civil service, how important they feel NDP is to everyone's internal, like everyone's loins, like we get, uh, we feel warmed in our loins during NDP mm. versus what it is to the person on the street. La. Maybe that's the problem with having a very general heavy like I literally say, general, a general heavy uh, uh, leadership lah in our government. All, all to them like the, like I mean, organizing NDP is the pinnacle of your military career, right? <laughs> yeah, this, so yeah, to them it's like, oh, cannot, cannot. You know, if not this guy's career will be derailed because he won't have a chance to, 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 to you know, be parade commander at NDP and all that nonsense. I mean, I oh think, yeah, correct. right. So the 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 priorities <laughs> that these generals have sometimes is really can be can be very warped. I think. Uh, and, and, and I mean literally I mean I, I, I don't know about all the others non, non-general non ministers like like Lawrence Wong and all that what they really really deep down inside when they look themselves in the mirror what do they really think about it like, right but but mm. there's probably some people who are really fucking hard up for like you know like 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 NDP must happen every year and then when they like fly past they like fucking jump out of their seat and salute like, no matter where they are even on the toilet bowl <laughs> or something like that <laughs> <laughs> so they really get hard on from this NDP thing. Uh, and then like, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I, I thought, you know, oh, maybe one day when I have kids or something, I'll, I'll speak differently. But I I mean, I have a kid now. He's young and everything. But to me, it's like the priority is to keep him safe like, more than anything. And, yeah. And, and, and if some people really want to watch NDP, you can still see fireworks. You can still see the airplanes and all that. Well, you know, you, the mobile column was, a, I mean, there were crowds because of the mobile column, but at least it was like spread out across the whole island, uh, right? You know? Yeah, unless unless the only way I think NDP with a crowd would make sense is if all the tickets are given to unvaccinated seniors, you get them in and you fucking yeah. vaccinate them on the spot. <laughs> no choice. Mass vaccination going on now. Yeah. yeah, like they announced, you know, we're going to increase the capacity limit to 200,000 and we're yeah. giving free tickets to all the unvaccinated seniors. Yeah. And boom, just fucking use like a machine gun vaccination shots <laughs> and get them all vaccinated on site. Yeah, that's the right. only way I would I would want a physical crowd during the NDP la. Yeah, I I mean I I don't know like Maybe we for maybe I'm not my son's not old enough or what, and and you know you, you you're not married yet or maybe we are not that demographic of people who who hard who have hard ons about NDP and all la. So so yeah, I mean, I mean I would love to hear from a really like you know someone who really loves NDP like what what their perspective is on it this time more. Yeah, exactly yeah. because. I mean, I can imagine it still being a spectacle, like, you know, in the days of the full NDP, like 50,000 people in one space, that is a mm. spectacle no matter what the fuck they're celebrating, like, right? Mm. But in this day and age, in this time when everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to hear. Like. It would be interesting to hear. Yeah. And I mean, we're two weeks away, like, so, so no, yeah. it's... And the important thing is remember, I think this NDP was planned uh, probably not without this... Without this wave two or phase phase two a uh, phase two ha uh, 
uh, slide back, you know, uh, in my yeah. right? I think things were going yeah, quite yeah, yeah. nicely along at a good pace and everything. Zero infections, zero local uh, cases and stuff like that for a while. Then suddenly yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. Delta variant came and then suddenly this KTV cluster came and everything. So, um, yeah, it's just, I, I'm not sure how much NDP as a they, the whole committee like you know they like I said like, they I think I mentioned before that they start planning on August tenth the year prior already for this nonsense and it's a very very big deal for the people who are in the committee it's like it's like army like, you know like I said it's, I don't even I don't even I'm not even joking when I say it's the pinnacle of their their military career I think some people like their career advancement depends on how well NDP is managed and how well it's received and stuff like that like, right. So it's like for a soccer manager coaching hmm. your team to work up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the World Cup. It's the World Cup of, of your military it's the career. World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> it's UEFA the Champions World Cup. is like UEFA Champions League. Uh. World Cup, I think you become chief of army. That 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 level yeah. is World Cup really. Yeah. But but you, at least you can be Champions League, uh, Champions League winner if you do uh, you do an NDP well, yeah. You can be added to the WhatsApp group of former uh, parade commanders, uh, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a prized WhatsApp group. Yeah. Only of ex parade commanders. Uh. Yeah, because I remember very distinctly last time in army I had uh in my my NSF period the uh, I think the one of the the senior army people uh, he he was slated to to he was heading the committee of NDP or something like that you know and then like mm. and then um you know I lost I, I I didn't really follow his army career after that but supposedly he was doing quite well and then after that he that year that he was supposed to head out NDP like suddenly he. Back, uh, he dropped. He dropped out. You know, he backed out from the job and announced that he was retiring from the service, from military service and things like that. Then it just so happened that when they announced that I was in reservist lah, and then I remember sitting uh, in the hall that everybody, wow, everybody was ushered into a room, and then the CEO of our reservist unit came in and he was like, you know, I got very bad news to tell you all. I I thought, wow, someone died or something uh. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean the guy basically just changed his job, like, you know. He decided to change the job. But then the the for some reason they 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 were treating it like like it was like the biggest the biggest uh setback in, in, in history or something like that. Like, uh like wow, there's oh. just this one guy, you know, deciding to <laughs> step down from NDP committee. It was like wow, disaster and then all that kind of stuff. Uh yeah, so so it was just I, I just find it quite I mean, quite comical how how NDP is is viewed within the military, within the ranks of all these military bros, lah, these generals and all. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, and and those who are very hard on for it. But 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 don't get me wrong. I think some people just enjoy military parades and and planes and stuff like that. Maybe there's another aspect. There's another group of people who who enjoy this kind of thing, lah. Uh, yeah. As someone, yeah, who, so yeah, as someone who just recently got into like model trains, trains. yeah, model railroads, <laughs> or that. I cannot complain about weird hobbies that other people have, lah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you if you uh damn into NDP and believe wholeheartedly it should carry on, please yeah. we'd love to hear from you on our subreddit. Yeah, yeah, correct. We do. The link is in the description. Yeah. But yes, wow, enough about military hard-ons and NDP <laughs> NDP love. Um, what is what is your your one show comment of the past few days, Terence? Uh, but I mean, I was going to just say that the. The subreddit thread on our last podcast was amaze balls, uh, yeah. And 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 a lot of people came forward with their because I mean our last podcast was about the River Valley, uh, the 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 murder and and mm. I think a lot of people came forward with their experiences of uh, mental health support or non-support in in their schooling years in Singapore and everything. So, uh, it was a very, it was a very sombering so. Sobering read for 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 me, you know. I think uh, I also shared some of my experience that wasn't that positive, but people came forward with even more, uh, even more, uh, you know, uh, I would say kind of crazy experiences that they had with mental health help, like, and and yeah, made me realize like yeah, we, we, it's something that seems to be really lacking in our in our system, and and it's it's fantastic mm. that we are hearing more and more people come forward with their experiences and, and hopefully uh, we were able to, I, I think we want to try and, we should try and somehow parlay all these experiences and and, and show some, or tag somebody, tag someone about it, right? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you, you want to, yeah, check out our subreddit just to get a read first. I don't want to, I don't want to specifically call out anyone because I think all of them were really, really interesting and helpful. Mm. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I mean, my my one show comment is uh one of the many great comments on the subreddit. But mm. um, I mean, so yeah, there were people who shared their own um stories of of personal trauma. There've been there were issues. There were comments about just people saying um the status of mental health and contributing to that. But one comment was that was I thought was very insightful and eye opening even for me was uh by Taufik. J nine nine three, um, and he or she um just shared that they they volunteer with youths at risk at a rental flat neighborhood in Singapore, and mm. essentially the whole comment was about how that um if the murderer comes from like um uh, one of these these is a youth at risk, mm. meaning that uh either born to a broken family or have a history of. Some sort of 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 thing that is not the best situation. Mm. Um, if if that was the case, it would be very easy for the public to say, "Yala, of course, you know, they it's due to gangs and and they are due to these all these bad influences and all." Mm. But the fact is that these youths sometimes they are just born to parents who uh, this person says are not ready to have kids. Parents are involved in gangs and drugs, mm. and it doesn't help that the, their neighbors, the other kids, interact with with they share the same livelihood. Like yeah. basically, they were saying he was saying that even gangsters, and I say in air quotes, gangsters mm. have their own mental health issues because they get involved in gangs because they want they need to deal with the issues in their life, and and they are not automatically evil or bad, lah. Right. And it's just a perspective that I never. Thought of before until a comment like uh, like like that like so so I guess that's why both Terence and I found the thread like holy shit there's so many thoughtful and so many interesting comments that people really poured their their hearts out mm. so thank you all who commented on that yeah it's uh yeah lah it's a uh, it was a very tough topic but we I'm very glad that people also um they they like like us like they probably found. Uh, there's a little bit of catharsis in just talking about it, or even just sharing your experience with people, and realizing you're not alone in 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 feeling this way, lah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Correct, correct. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So next thing so, is the one shock thing. Hopefully, this this these things put a smile on people's faces, lah. What is your one shock yeah. thing? Uh, would would you like to go first? Let sure. Me, let me pull mine up. Uh, my one short thing is just uh, I think it related to the recent uh Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, who is one of the who is uh here and there. I mean, on and off like the richest person in the world. Uh, he just two nights ago, I think, on Tuesday evening, Tuesday evening, today's Thursday, mm. Tuesday evening, Singapore time. Uh, he blasted off into space on. Uh, his company Blue Origins first uh, so-called commercial flight, lah, right? So it was mm. him and three other people uh, who blasted off into, I think, towards the the edge of the atmosphere where you can actually see the curvature of of Earth and and see you know start seeing space and everything, lah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was just basically a very rich guy. You know who is going to be offering commercial space travel next time, uh, doing it for mm. the first time himself, and and uh, the 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 media the media blowback or from the blowback from like a lot of media and all was exactly what you think it is like. It's uh yeah It's basically like a billionaire celebrating that he had the money to you know fly to the edge of the earth and come back and 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 and, and, and drink champagne at the end of the trip and all that. So there was a mm. lot of funny. A lot of funny articles, a lot of funny memes, and a lot of funny uh, things that they say about it. I mean, there's a lot of criticism also because uh, you know Amazon workers are known to be some of the the the. I mean, it's allegedly like allegedly, you know, like there's a lot of union busting and a lot of uh, malpractice going on in terms of how the the workers are, are taken care of or not taken care of within Amazon. Uh, so. <laughs> So it was just very funny just to see this juxtaposition of this billionaire flying to space. And the best part is that his if you all look at the pictures of the rocket, uh, it's literally shaped <laughs> like a penis. It's really, really like not not even trying to hide or like not even a stretch of imagination. It really hits like this phallic symbol with a like a slightly larger tip at the top and then all and then Jeff Bezos and all of them sat in the tip at the top. 
and then they they, yeah. they blast off the space <laughs> and then the tips are subsequently separated from the booster rocket the booster rocket and the tip <laughs> fell separately la. but um yeah a lot of memes came out I think my favorite ones by a comedian um I can't remember her name I think it was uh I think the comedian's name was um Amber Ruffin you shared it in the group right yeah yeah uh, and and the, the the caption was caption of the you know of, it was just a picture of the rocket blasting off and and it, literally you can see like the the shape of the rocket looking like the shaft of a penis and then the and then Amber Ruffin just quoted there saying space about to get fucked you know yeah. so <laughs> I just found all this really hilarious and, and and maybe it just I mean it's such a crazy time that we live in like right COVID uh, everything going on around the world, climate change, and all these things, and just these billionaires going on an eleven-minute like joyride uh, around the world that they're going to charge other billionaires twenty-eight million dollars for, and stuff like that. Like, it's just the, but, the but craziness. Was there any talk about why the reception was so different from the reception when Richard Branson went into space? That didn't receive that much backlash, right? I think not as much because Jeff Bezos is really is uh. He's seen as almost like a the Lex, of the tech bro, la. yeah, Lex Luthor kind of figure. Whereas, whereas mm. Richard Branson has been around, f- I mean, for donkey years, right? And he started his business in Virgin Records and and Virgin Airlines and everything. So he he's built out his business as a global empire, you know, a conglomerate, like basically. Whereas, whereas, like Jeff Bezos really went from you know, uh, Amazon.com selling books to now Amazon everything, like right, and and, yeah, and yeah. literally automating you know, automating every process that within Amazon. I mean, almost to a point where it just sounds kind of ridiculous. And, and there have been a lot of news articles about how Amazon, like supposedly Amazon employees are very ill-treated and they'll just break down and cry in the middle of the day and stuff like that. And they don't get the right benefits yeah. and all these things. Yeah. And I mean, didn't he also have a quote where he thanked Amazon workers and Amazon customers for paying for yeah. his space trip? Exactly, exactly. So it's yeah. just like, hey, allow it, bro. Especially because the pandemic forced everyone to to use all these e-commerce services a lot more, like, right? So so it's yeah. like, yeah, it's just almost a like complete, a bit like, yeah, like, like what I say, it's not in the spirit of what the rest of the world is going through right now. But the difference, I guess, between NDP and this is that uh, at the end of the day, uh, Jeff Bezos is a billionaire, and that's his money. That's his money to spend, right? Uh, mm. Whether or not he pays enough taxes, that's that's not for that. That's for the governments to try and work out, like, Right? But but mm. it is his. It is his money, like, It's in bad taste, like, Right? But how he wants to spend it? If it's not this, it will be. You know, he 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 already bought a like a, I don't know like two hundred million dollar yacht and everything already, like you know. Yeah. So it's not like anything else he does would would be. Would, would do very much and, and maybe this creates jobs for you know engineers and all these people as well like, right but it's just the way he did it like, the way mm, he did it yeah champagne flutes Compared and to, everything yeah. uh, and I mean for him to literally say and I quote I want to thank every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all this <laughs> just yeah. felt like so this is where Elon Musk you have to give him props for being cool uh. yeah yeah Elon right. Musk I think yeah he's he's yeah just the whole marketing of, of everything he does is a lot more Long better, long better la. La, yeah. Wow, this feels like a Yalabad episode on its own, yeah. I know you put you wanted to talk about this as a serious topic, yeah, right? yeah. But, but I think Harish yeah. deemed it uh insignificant, so we decided please not, not to talk about talk billionaires about when we have to talk about <laughs> our seniors, our yeah. unvaccinated seniors, yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. correct. Well, at least, mm. at least is I mean, we know that our billionaires in Singapore are buying good class bungalows, lah. They're investing in real estate, yeah, yeah in exactly, exactly. Not, <laughs> not at least in Singapore and not in space, lah, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Not in space. Correct. So what is your one yeah. show thing? Uh, my one show thing was the this one video that was posted by uh, Entertainment Insider. Mm. Um, it's part of this series on Facebook called 10 Minutes of Perfection where they just make a 10-minute video that talks about, um, you know, sorry, they talk about 10-minute scenes in certain shows that were amazing in, mm. in certain ways. Like. So the episode I saw was about the show Fleabag. Mm. Like Fleabag is one of my all-time favorite comedies. Yeah. It's by Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge and mm. she's a fucking genius show. Mm. And they just dissected this one 10-minute sequence that kind of explained... The title is Why There Can Never Be a Third Season of Fleabag. But they talked about how she and her editors brilliantly use cinematography, editing, even stuff like like breaking the conventional rules of filming, like the 180 degree rule, which mm. I won't go into mm. because that one is like, even I took a while to visualize it. But mm. 
it just is a very nice way of talking about the brilliance of the show's line. And it's episode eight. Other episodes are like how A Quiet Place built one of the scariest openings without words, mm. how Pixar created a perfect animated romance scene. So it's just video essays that are four minutes, eight minutes, uh, ten minutes long, and I just fucking loved it. This like, is a YouTube channel or what? It's on Facebook. It's a Facebook series called 10 Minutes of Perfection uh, by the Facebook page Entertainment Insider. That's a TV channel or something, is it? I think Entertainment Insider is just like a entertainment publication house or something mm. or a magazine okay, entertainment okay. insider it, yeah so it. i think anyone who enjoys film and tv and all would find this interesting yeah yeah interesting yeah, pretty dope cool 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 pretty dope pretty dope cool man yeah cool all right all right okay thanks so much for listening Stay and safe. we'll talk to y'all soon